Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show, brought to you in part by the new movie Crocodile Dundee Christmas on the Nile. Just kidding. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you 100% pre-recorded because I'm on the road again. Yeah, in fact, the next two weeks in a row I'll be on the road, so there'll be pre-recorded shows. Uh, But in tonight's show... Hey, I'm going to go through some more of the uh, Fast Five final questions from the uh, Las Vegas or the West Coast Pipe Show. Uh, My guest is very special. It was a lot of fun talking to him. He is uh, former head coach Howard Schnellenberger, uh, head coach of the University of Miami when they won the national title, and uh, was a coach under Don Shula in Miami. So we're going to talk football, and his nickname was The Pipe. So we'll talk a little pipes with him. That's all pre-recorded, and it was a lot of fun to meet him and talk to him. Uh, Music, got a double dip of music, because I had a piece that I was saving, but we've also got to start our Christmas stuff. Uh, Mailbag and rant, all that coming up in tonight's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Um, Yes, the holiday season is upon us, and it's time for everybody to go out and start shopping for each other. But I gotta tell you, now that it's coming up on December, and uh, I'm getting excited about, not so much about Christmas, but I'm actually getting excited about the new Star Wars movie coming out. Uh, Any of you also excited about this? I I know there's a few... Uh, Star Wars fans. Now, I don't want to say that I'm one of the. I'm not one of those Star Wars fans that you know reads all the books and sees all the other TV shows and all the movies and everything in between. No, I've really just stuck to the uh, stuck to the theatrical release movies. Uh, own them all, love them all. Actually, do like watching them all and watch them all time and time again because I've got them on DVD. And I'm just, I'm really excited for this. So, uh, how many of you are looking forward to Star Wars for Christmas? I know there's nothing that I want Star Wars-wise under the Christmas tree, but maybe if they had a uh, Darth Vader pipe, that'd be fun. Anyway, all right, let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company, and here we go. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupofJoes.com. CupofJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupofJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupofJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupofJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. 
Achille Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs, comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. Welcome back. All right, uh, going back to early in November when I did the uh, when I did the speech at uh, the West Coast Pipe Show. I'm going to read some more of these Fast Five final answers, and I've not pre-read these or chosen or pre-picked them. They're just in order off the top of the deck. So here we go. Uh, favorite pipe: Costello. Favorite tobacco: Vapor. Favorite drink, water, and a book, a movie, or music. Prefers music and no name. Um, Favorite pipe is a Weaver Brandy. Favorite tobacco is Royal Yacht by Dunhill, and I know who this is already. Favorite drink is Orange Gatorade, and prefers a book, and that's uh, my buddy Steve Fallon. Um, Favorite pipe, Peterson Donegal. Favorite tobacco, Dunhill Flake. Uh, favorite drink, cappuccino, and prefers music, and had a uh, memory of camping, no name on there, or likes pipe smoking while camping, which, uh, you know, being outdoors and camping and smoking a pipe at night sounds wonderful, except, except if it's cold, and I'm not into that. Uh, next one is, uh, favorite pipe is a Costello, favorite tobacco, Dunhill Luxury Rolls. Uh, favorite drink, Buffalo Trace Bourbon, and Time to Relax prefers a movie, and signed his name, but can't read it. Uh, let's see, favorite pipe, Dunhill ODA 837 Root from 1964. Favorite tobacco, Samuel Gawa 1792 Flake. Uh, favorite drink, here's a first one, Fruit Smoothie, and prefers music. And what do we got here? Uh, it's upside down. Uh, Rolando Conducta, which if you haven't seen it, it looks a lot like a uh, El Tang Tubos, kind of the same same size and shape of bowl and shank. Uh, cool little uh, cool little design. Favorite tobacco vapor. Favorite coffee drink, and prefers a book. And we have favorite pipe. Peterson Mark Twain birth year pipe. Uh, favorite tobacco is Blue Mountain. Favorite drink, Lafroig, 18-year-old. And prefers a book, and that was from Isaac. Uh, let's see. Favorite pipe, Dunhill Thames Oak. Uh, if you haven't seen the Dunhill Thames Oak, I believe this is the one where the Thames River Bridge... They took a piece of the wood from the bridge and made a tamper out of it. It's an absolutely gorgeous set that Dunhill did. It's a limited edition. Uh, favorite tobacco is Crown Achievement. Favorite drink is Lagavulin. And prefers a movie. 
Uh, next we have Favorite Pipe Stanwell 64 Deluxe. Favorite Tobacco John Cotton's 1 and 2. Likes water and prefers music. I think I know who that one is. I think we had him on recently. Um, favorite Pipe Boswell Shot Shell. Favorite Tobacco Old Dark Fired. Favorite Drink Coors Light. Uh, when it's time to relax, prefers a movie. And favorite memory was driving solo to L.A. Uh, I'm assuming that's driving solo and smoking a pipe. Uh, favorite pipe, one of my own rejects. Uh, favorite tobacco, bulk cherry blend. Uh, favorite drink, coffee with chocolate. Prefers a book. And... Uh, my father's, uh, my father smoking a pipe when I was a child is his favorite memory. And the next one is stuck together. There we go. Uh, favorite pipe, old Dunhill. Uh, favorite tobacco looks like Cook's number five. Favorite drink, an IPA beer and prefers a book. And we'll get through about two or three more here. Uh, favorite pipe, Ronaldo. No favorite tobacco. Favorite drink, coffee, and prefers a book. Um, let's see. Next one, favorite pipe, Eltang Poker. Favorite tobacco, Bengal Slices. Favorite drink is... I don't know how to pronounce this one, so I'm going to spell it. C-A-O-I-L-A Whiskey. And prefers music. And the last one. A mid-grade Reiner Barbie pipe. I didn't know Reiner Barbie made mid-grades. All of them were pretty high-grade. Uh, favorite tobacco. A Georgetown tobacco house blend called uh, Reverie. And Woodford's Reserve bourbon on the rocks. And music. So there you go. There's a couple more. And I love the, uh, the diversity of them. I mean, just all over the board. All right, stick with us in just a minute. My discussion with Coach Howard Schnellenberger. This is Internet Radio. Craftsmanship, history, tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of Modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is 
Lord Vader, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. I find your lack of faith disturbing. I am excited to have on the Pipes Magazine radio show a uh, coach of a national championship football team, play, coached in the Super Bowl, Coach Howard Schnellenberger. Welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. How you doing? Yeah, so you, I, I mean, we got, there's a bunch of football stuff to get through with you, but since we're mostly uh, pipe smokers here, and when did you start smoking a pipe? Oh, I think it must have been uh, back when I well, I was doing it in Miami. I was doing it with the Dolphins. I guess with the Dolphins, yeah. When my kids got my kids were getting uh, up in you know school age and stuff, and uh, and uh, yeah. I just picked it up, uh, thought it would be uh, enjoyable, and then it, it got to be more than just a, 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 a pastime or just a you know a, a uh, something I did. It became a trademark, and when it became a trademark, then it got to be more interesting. Yeah, at, at points, you were actually called the pipe. Were you? Uh, so you were always. Yeah, yeah the, That's what my players call me. They, they can smell the smoke coming down, down the hallway. They always, uh, they can know I was getting ready to come into a meeting room, or if I was coming around checking, checking the rooms at nighttime, or check, uh, see uh, junk on the bunk inspections and stuff like that. Uh, the pipe was a giveaway. <laughs> so they could smell you coming from a mile away. I couldn't. I couldn't hide from. Them. Uh, now you don't smoke a pipe any longer, but do you remember what what kind of tobacco you smoked mostly? Uh, it was it was uh, it was it was normal tobacco. It wasn't doctored up too much. It was uh, it had a uh, bourbon taste to it, and uh, my wife bought it from me uh, someplace in Tampa. We'd buy it by the pound. And, and uh, it would come in on a regular basis because I smoked quite. A, I was smoking it quite a bit, and uh, it was a, it was a relaxing for me, and uh, and I got a lot of pictures taken with it, and, and, and that's so. There's not many not many coaches that smoke pipes. In fact, there's not many people that smoke pipes. But and and, and since they they smoking anything has been uh, demonized. Uh, it's a, it's a dying art. And, and when you were with Miami, we're talking about the early 1970s, and you were there during the perfect season. Yeah, Miami Dolphins perfect season, and that was Don Shula and I go back to my Kentucky days when uh, he was an assistant coach and I was assistant coach. We were working for Blanton Collier and, and at the University of Kentucky. And then he went off to uh, get back into pro football, and I left and went to Alabama to coach for Coach Bryant. And he uh, took a job first at this 
the Lions, and then he got the head coaching job with the uh, uh, Baltimore Colts. And then I got went to the I went to the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and we became uh, we became adversaries because uh, we had two games a year: uh, Baltimore against Los Angeles, and uh, and that went on for five years, uh, four years, and uh, it ended up we had two win, uh, four wins apiece uh, in that eight uh, eight game uh, uh, sequel. And when he got the job at Miami, he asked me and to come with him from the Grahams and Bill Arnsparger to come with him from uh, from the Baltimore Colts. And uh, together in 79, we started the, the climb up the mountain uh, to the, uh, to the uh, cathedral uh, of the world's champion, undefeated world's champion, Super Bowl VII. So that was uh, one of the highlights of my coaching career. Uh, during your during your time in football, besides working working under Bear Bryant and Don Shula, you got you got to work under George Allen. Was there uh, was there something that you could take away from working for each one of those guys? Yeah, I sure could because it was very important that I had had this tutelage under five. Uh, Hall of Fame coaches. The first Hall of Fame coach was Paulie Miller, my high school coach, who uh, took Plagier High School in Louisville, Kentucky, to the national championship, not national championship, to the state championship in Louisville, Kentucky, during Paul Harning and my my uh, t- time in high school. And then the uh, the uh, time I was with Lan Collier at the University of Kentucky. He uh, was a Hall of Famer by winning the first championship with the Cleveland Browns after Paul Brown had left and going down to Cincinnati. And then the George Allen uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. He had came from Chicago and, and turned the uh, Ram program around so that it once again took claim to be a playoff team almost every year. And then Don Shula, and so I, I, by osmosis, was in their presence, you know, kind of like a student of uh, oh, one of the great artists, uh, Rembrandt or something like that, learning how to be a master. And uh, I learned that by osmosis, being with these five coaches for those 30 years. So that when I got to Miami, I knew that I knew more about starting a startup program and taking it to the national championship level than anybody else did because I watched Don Shuler do it, I watched George Allen do it, I watched Paul Bryant do it, Blanton Collier do it. So that uh, gave me the courage and uh, confidence that uh, if I did what I knew how to do, that we would win the national championship. And from what you did at the University of Miami, that started that dynasty of great teams to come afterwards. Well, we did, and I'm very proud of the dynasty. I'm very proud of what our kids did in the five-year period. But what we did in recruiting, uh, bringing in a group of players in a three-year period that uh, was the greatest group of high uh, high school kids coming to college uh, in that uh, five-year period that uh, allowed the University of Miami to live and breathe and win championships 
uh, in that dynasty period, uh, like no other, I, I consider it the strongest dynasty of all time. And I also understand from uh, doing a little bit of research that you brought a whole different playbook to the University of Miami than college football had seen before. Well, I did. I picked up the uh, book that Blanton Collier got from Paul Bryant, that Don Schuler got from Blanton Collier, and Paul Bryant uh, transferred it to me, and uh, we carried it all along the way. And that was not only at Miami, but it was at Louisville, and it was at uh, FAU, and uh, everywhere I went, uh, the, the famous Paul Brown offensive playbook. And, and all that time you were traveling with a pipe and with your tobacco and smoking in the in the locker rooms and wherever you wanted to go? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty belligerent about that, but I never got put in jail. <laughs> Uh, so were you were you smoking your pipe from the time you got up in the morning until bedtime? Yes, it was pretty much a eighteen hour process. The only time I wasn't around was when I was sleeping. <laughs> uh, must must have been uh, must have been some wonderful times when you could uh, when you could smoke wherever you happen to be, uh, as opposed to now. But... Yeah. yeah. It got to be where it wasn't fun anymore, and it got to be where it was. But when I uh, when they asked me to uh, do a commercial for my dying son uh, to uh, raise money for Easter Seals, they said I couldn't make the uh, commercial unless I signed off that I wouldn't smoke it anymore, and that's the reason why I put my pipe down. And that that's a there's no better reason. Uh, going back to the going back to the pipes for a minute. Do you remember some of the brands or some of the makes of pipes that you had? Uh, the only two that stood out were we had two gifts from Greece, uh, Marchand, those stone pipes. Yeah. And they're white, and I got them. That's the only two I kept, and I got them. I'm looking at them right now. They're in my ashtray. I've been smoking uh, about twelve years, and uh, those are my trophies. Uh, do they sit there? I'm assuming you got a Super Bowl, a couple of Super Bowl rings, and a uh, national championship ring too. Yeah, I do. They're all over about the house here, and uh, they're in the trophy case. <laughs> so, so, going back to, so you got a lot of pipes as gifts instead of actually going out and buying them yourself. Yeah, yeah, I bought a couple, but mostly it was for birthday. But, I got them at birthday time over a long period of time. You know, three a year for five years a lot of pipe. And uh, that's the way it, that's the way it came about. Uh, none of those. Uh, a lot of times it wasn't for birthdays. It was just for, on occasions. You know, you go have some kind of an occasion and you slip a pipe uh, in your envelope. Uh, did any of the any of the players that made it big? Did they uh, did they send you a pipe afterwards? No, I don't remember it that way. I had more more fan, fans than players and, and uh, relations. That's, that seems like, a, I mean, you you coached some pretty big-name NFLers over the years. Uh, were there some of those kids that you were prouder of than others? 
No, I can't say that because there were so many of them that were so great. I, I've got a host of quarterbacks that uh, is unbelievable, starting with, uh, excuse me, Joe Namath at Alabama and getting into Pro Bowl with Gabriel and Munson uh, with the Rams and then the Dolphins, Greasy and Earl Marvel. And, and then with Miami with uh, Kelly Coastmart and Tristan Purdy and Louisville with uh, Browning Nagel and Jay Gruden and uh, Jeff Brown and the ones here at Florida Atlantic. Uh, uh, two, two of them played in the National Football League, uh, Rusty Smith and, uh, and another one. So it, it's, uh, and then you go in a receiver, there's a bunch of receivers, tight ends so on we, we've got uh, we've got a high number up there if you ever get my book uh, Passing of the Torch it's they're all enumerated in there and uh, all of them uh, have a lot to say about me and my pipe now the book Passing of the Torch came out earlier this year and is it besides Amazon no, can it, we... was a la- it, was, it was last year September of 2000, uh, 2015, uh, 2014, and uh, September, September, so it's been just a little over a year and a half. Amazon, you can get them for two, two hot dogs and a beer. That's <laughs> right. how much you spend for lunch, $20. $20. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about the book and talk more uh, pipe smoking and football, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog in the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> in fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with the coach. Uh, I like the tagline for the book. It's called Passing the Torch, Building Winning Football Programs with a Dose of Swagger Along the Way. Uh, where, where did you get the swagger? Yeah. Well, swagger comes from within. It comes when you uh, know you've been, you've been part of a process that makes you uh, the, the best you can possibly be. You start out with a group of, uh, of men, you uh, put them in the meat grinder, you uh, work them hard, you Ask them to do uh, supernatural things, 
and there's going to be a percentage of them that are not going to uh, make it. They'll drop out, much like they do in the Marine Corps. Uh, that's the best example I can see other than Paul Bryant's football teams, my football teams, Don Schuler's football teams. Uh, the ones that go to training camp, the ones that stay and don't quit, uh, the Marines call them the few, the proud, the Marines, and uh, the greatest warriors of, in the world, and uh, they are that, and they believe that, and that's what makes uh, the players uh, stay with us and become champions. So resolute in uh, what they've accomplished, what they uh what they've accomplished, what they've, how they've handled adversity, how they've handled pain, how they've handled wins, how they've handled losses, and uh, it's all, uh, it's all a product of uh, life study. It, it sounds like to me like you took a little bit of uh, of all those coaches that you worked under and just built that up even further. Did the uh, do you think the pipe smoking helped you kind of focus and keep uh, keep an eye on well, what was important? It, it's like anything else. It's like the other thing that I did. I always wore a, a jacket and a, and, a, and a tie uh, on the sideline. Uh, the coaches back in the old days all wore a jacket and a tie and sometimes a hat. Paul Bryan had the Houndstooth hat. Others had uh, Paul Brown had a fedora, uh, and uh, so they all become trademarks. And uh, I didn't, I didn't have a hat trademark, but uh, my trademark turned out to be uh, be my pipe. And now, not only have you uh, have you written the book, but you're also available for speech for speaking engagements. Uh, are you available? Yeah, we do a lot of that. It's mostly motivation and uh, team building and that kind of thing. And if somebody's interested, they can go to your website. It's howardschnellenberger.com. And there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of information on there, a bunch of great pictures. Uh, now that you've uh, now that you've retired, what keeps you busy during the day? Well, I'm still in football. I'm still here at Florida Atlantic University. In fact, just I've been here longer than I've been at any station we had. The longest ones we had before were the ones at Louisville for 10, for 10 years. And Miami was five. The Dolphins were five. And uh, this one oh, turned out to be, uh, this one turned out to be 17 years. I mean, I'm still here. And, uh, and I'm working in it from, with, with my president. He, he's got me on his staff. As ambassador at large, raising money and giving talks and finding, trying to help in any spot I can find. I, I want to be like Geraldo Rivera, be a, be a ambassador at large, pick, pick the battles and try to get the solutions. Uh, and did I hear that uh, Florida Atlantic is going to name their stadium after you? No, they, they named the field after me. It's been named after me now for two years. Howard Snellenberger football field. Much like they did up in Louisville, my, my name is on the uh, on the building in the north end zone. And it's got their Howard Snellenberger football complex, so it's more of a name where you read it from the field, but it's on the uh, building where the uh, 
football team has their offices and their equipment room and workout rooms, and it's a complex that uh, the football team works out of. That's got to got to be quite an honor to go to either of those places and see your names there, your name there permanently. But the, but the thing that's missing is that you shot at being a Hall of Famer myself, and I, that's not going to happen probably because uh, they have a rule that you got to get uh, have a sixty uh, percent winning average in a hundred games that, that you play. And uh, when you go to a place like Miami where they've been underwater for so long and then Louisville where there wasn't enough players to win inside four years, that uh, our records were skewed down so low that I could never get them above, above the, or up to the uh, 50% rule. And uh, they, don't, they, won't, uh, they won't include you on the ballot until that happens. And, of course, I can't play, I won't play any more football games, so... Unless an exception is made, uh, I, I can't be a part of that. Well, can I ask you one other question about uh, about college football? Because uh, how do you feel about the new uh, championship playoff setup versus the old way? Well, I like it better than it's been in the immediate uh, past. But it's not much different than it was when we uh, won the national championship in '83. We were ranked number four when we uh, went out for bowl bowl uh, bowl Sunday or Saturday, whatever it was. But we were having three bowl game, four bowl, one, two, three, four. We were having four bowl games played on the same day, yeah. and uh, we were ranked number four, and we were playing number one Nebraska, and two other teams were in there in second and third. So uh, we we were going to play at nine at night. So we start our day and, and after the pregame meal about uh, uh, early early afternoon, uh, we, uh, we 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 heard on the radio that number two had gotten uh, beaten uh, at four o'clock. Number th- number number uh, three had gotten beaten, and then. Uh, and then number oh no, we were number, we were number five. We were number five. And number four got beat. So two, three, and four had to not take care of business. And then that number five is playing number one, and we beat uh, Nebraska, who was a heavy favorite in the Orange Bowl. And uh, and we jumped jumped over three row, three teams and became a champion from a number five position. And uh, so uh, I don't think that's a, that, I, that, that won't suffice as a playoff system, but it's, it was exciting that way. Uh, now, uh, with the four-game four or four-team uh, playoff, it, uh, it gives us, it extends the season and gives us a better at you know, who's the best team in America, but I think a, I think an eight game playoff, a sixteen game playoff would be the best that, uh, that we could have. That's what they do at college, college football when there's a playoff at Division One AA. The only other uh, group of teams that have a playoff uh, Division One AA, and then they play uh, those games, and, and uh, everybody's pretty satisfied when you get uh, sixteen teams. 
16 teams playing in a playoff and uh, come, up, come up with the number one team in America. Yeah, I, I live in uh, North Carolina, and my son went to a little school called Appalachian State that uh, had a pretty good run through their uh, yeah. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting, isn't it? Now, let me ask you about that about that Orange Bowl game because I mean you had a lead and then they were coming back at you. That that had to take a few uh, turn a few hairs gray watching the watching Nebraska come back at you. Yeah, that was that was tedious. They came back and scored scored thirteen points in the in the fourth quarter to put them in a the position to win with a going for a two. That's what they did. They went for a two-point play, and uh, thank God we knew pretty much what play they were going to run. And our defensive coordinator got us the best defense for that play, and we stopped it uh, pretty soundly. We knocked it down and knocked it right out of the receiver's hands because we had the defensive backs in the right position to make the plays, and uh, so that was that was a, a big big win to come come from behind, uh, not come from behind, but to uh, be, be in a position to get beat on the last play after you've been ahead. We were ahead as much as 17, 17 points in the game, yeah. uh, twice. And they kept coming back and coming back. They were a very great football team and very uh, disciplined and very proud and very, uh, very uh, relentless. We've only got a few I'm minutes. Osborne made the right decision in going and going for two. There was a lot of disgruntled people, with, uh, but you have to let the team have a chance to win, particularly when they're the favorites. We've only got a few minutes left with you. For the younger listeners out there, is there any one word of advice that you'd like to that you'd like to give to some youngster? Yeah, uh, if you, if you Enjoy playing football, and you have some ability. Uh, play football for the fun of playing the game. Uh, play it as hard as you can, and if you uh, win the championship, that's wonderful. If you come in short, that's great. And if you just play for it, it's, uh, it's, it's what the game is all about. Uh, don't get tangled up with all the uh, highlights and the horns and whistles and and I'm trying to be a number one pick. If that happens, that's wonderful. But just be, just to play out your your full string of years, uh, little league, four years of high school, four years or five years of college, and uh, and uh, be be happy with however far you go. The book is called again. It's called Passing the Torch building winning football programs with a dose of swagger along the way it is available on Amazon and uh, you know what I think it's I, I think it's cheaper and probably has better taste to it than two hot dogs and a beer uh, and, <laughs> and the website is howardschnellenberger.com you can reach out to the coach and read all about him coach I want to thank you for joining us my pleasure thank you very much for the interview We'll be back in just a minute.
Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is Molto Dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Sutliff Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Balto Dolce blend in public. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to the coach, and after we were done recording, he did tell me that there was uh, one or two times in particular where he could remember that because he had the pipe and was able to put it in his mouth, it kept him from uh, saying some stuff that would have probably not been so good to say. Uh, the other thing that I like about uh, about Coach Howard is that you know he's part of that generation that... Uh, you know, just picked up the pipe and found a tobacco that he liked and wasn't really concerned about what kind of a pipe it was or what kind of a tobacco it was or if it was the best tobacco and if it was aged or any of that. It was, the pipe was his tool to smoke and he enjoyed it. All right, for music, we've got two different pieces tonight. One is uh, Queen's We Are the Champions. And I'm going to play it first. I wanted to play it along with uh, having Coach on because it's not often you get to talk to an assistant coach that won a Super Bowl and a national championship in college football. Uh, but Sir Colin Davis, a pipe smoker and conductor of the London Philharmonic, did uh, Queen's We Are the Champions. So listen to this. Thank you. 
conducted by pipe smoker and uh, maestro conductor Sir Colin Davis. Um, you know, I've listened to that now about seven or eight times, and I really love the just the Philharmonic by itself. I could honestly do without the uh, chorus in there. All right, now shifting gears again and going back to our tradition of holiday music around the holidays. How about uh, Christmas with uh, Clarence Gatemouth Brown? I ever had I say the best time I ever had was when I was with with my mom and dad when we kids open our presents just to see just what we had on Christmas Had a lots of toys, so many toys that was made from the land. And what made them so precious? Our daddy made them by hand. Somebody please tell me that uh, Gatemouth did a Christmas album because I want to find it and I've yet to be able to find it but boy would I love some 45 minutes of uh, Gatemouth doing Christmas. 
You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. In the mailbag, John Seiler writes, Hi, Brian. Nice summary of different varieties of tobaccos. No, I'm not familiar with Mark Price nor his pipes. It sounds like he is well on his way to going forward with his craft. I'll have to check him out at Chicago next spring. Uh, spring seems so far away. Uh, music, drive-in, nice piece. Rave rant, I agree and concur. I guess I'm thankful that I have you to fill up my Tuesday evenings. Happy Thanksgiving, Brian. Have an enjoyable one. Yeah, I hope you all had a uh, had a good Thanksgiving time, and I know that now that the holidays are here, we're all kind of out of our normal routines and, and schedules, so hopefully the, uh, the radio show will be there for you and uh, give you an hour or so of uh, respite from the... Uh, from the holiday chaos. Uh, Bill45 writes, Hi Brian, enjoyed your summary of the different tobacco, of different varieties of tobaccos. Virginia is number one. Uh, I'm not familiar with Mark Price, but sounds like he'll have a bright future. When I think about Mark Price, I think about another one who played point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 80s. Uh, as for your rave, amen, brother. Unfortunately, I cannot smoke my pipe after Thanksgiving dinner, but can think about how nice it would be, uh, how nice it would be. I watched your video of your presentation at the West Coast Pipe Show. Great stuff. Wish you could do something like that in Columbus. Happy Thanksgiving and great show. Um, one of the fun things I think about doing the show is exposing some newer pipe makers to the audience especially since there's so many of them out there and if you really don't uh, poke around on the internet a lot you'll never find them or you, if you don't get out to all the different pipe shows you won't get to you you won't find them there either uh let's see also one last one uh george d writes mark is an absolute gentleman and a delight to talk to uh, shop-wise, his ability to create with his hands what is, what his mind sees is notable even among pipe makers, and the talent part, what his mind is capable of seeing is extraordinary. Yeah, that is a, that is a gift, to be able to see something and make your hands do it. Um, George goes on to write, what's that? Words are cheap, you say? The eighth pipe Mark ever made in his life made it to the semifinal round of the 2014 KC Carving Contest. Uh, you're on a roll, Brian. Keep up the good work. Thank you, George. I'll uh, try my darndest, but apparently there's somebody who doesn't think it's good work. On iTunes, we got a review from Gadget17392, and Gadget writes... Time to change format, Brian. Your show's opening line, welcome, 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 should be changed to boring, boring, boring. Uh, Gadget gave us our first one star out of five review ever. First one. So congratulations to us. Um, my, my question is, is, is it just the opening that you don't like? Uh... Kevin and I, about two or three months ago, toyed around with changing the opening, sent some feelers out to some listeners, and decided that everybody kind of liked it the way it was and to keep it the same and not change the format. Uh, but if it's just the opening that you don't like, well, sorry, it's going to stay that way. 
Um, I am the leading expert on my own opinion, and Gadget, you're the leading expert on your own opinion, and you're welcome to it. Uh, do appreciate the review. It does help us out, believe it or not, even though it's a one-star review. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to go on iTunes, hey, now would be a good time to go in there and uh, let's make Gadget's not the most recent review up there. That would be wonderful. And share the Pipes Magazine radio show with your friends. Um, I would like to ask all of you, all of you listeners, to please submit to me via email or uh, brian at pipesmagazine.com or post it on the uh, radio show page or Pipes Magazine, uh, the Pipes Magazine radio show page on Facebook. Post your uh, gift ideas on there. We'll do a gift holiday guide in uh, two weeks, so it'll give about eight, ten days before Christmas. Um, one last observation before we get to rant time. Small Business Saturday was this past weekend, and the entire pipe and tobacco industry, except for two manufacturers, the entire one, qualifies for what a small business is based off of American Express's uh, uh, regular, uh, based off of what American Express deems to be a small business. Every one of the retailers, most pipe makers, manufacturers, most of them, um, all the tobacconists are all small businesses, so we are doing our best here in our little community to help support all the small businesses. All right, in just a minute, rant time. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Eck, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. Oh 
Headlights. Headlights. You know, the ones on the cars, not that other kind. Headlights and taillights. That's what I want to rant about right now. Uh, the past month or so, I've spent uh, time on the road in uh, on interstates at night, uh, especially driving to Disney World and trips back and forth to Richmond. And the latest game that we've been playing when on the road is the dumbest new headlights and taillights. Now, what I'm talking about is all these cars that have these new fancy little uh, little LED clusters of headlights or LED clusters for taillights, and some of them look like a big L, or some of them look like a check mark flying across there. Uh, some of the headlights now look like the car's got like an evil eye, uh, evil eye glance to it, kind of like a like the bats in a in a haunted house would look like. Some of these headlights are looking so stupid that you can't even take the car seriously anymore. There was one particular uh, mini kind of a, a small crossover SUV, and I can't remember the name of it, but the taillights were such a dumb shape that I would have refused to have bought the car. It almost went across the back in a straight line and then went up the side of the pillars on the back. It looked like, I don't know what, it, but it was stupid. Now we've got all these new, fancy-fangled, different kinds of headlights, and they look dumb. Can we just go back to having one big beam looking in the front? I mean, at least one beam. And then, when we do have one beam, sometimes now you got people with these high-intensity blue lights, high-intensity uh, bright yellow lights, all kinds of different kinds of headlights out there. I want to go back to the day when everybody had the same basic kind of headlights, and they were all round, and you could tell the car that was coming at you from the front of it, you know, just by the shape of the headlight cluster. Nowadays, who the hell knows what kind of a car it is looking at you. All right, um, hope you all are having a, a good holiday season. Post any comments you got on the uh, radio show's page on pipesmagazine.com. Uh, leave us a uh, rating or review on iTunes, even if it is only a one-star rating or review. Just leave it there. It does help the show. Start planning for pipe shows for 2016 start planning your travel for that right there next week once again i'll be pre-recorded because uh next week i'll be in los angeles and uh then two weeks later we'll be back to uh live shows right here at the old home studio hope you all uh, enjoyed having uh hearing coach howard i want to thank him for joining us thank you all for tuning in and until next time who cares about the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Trails to you. Happy Trails to you. Happy Trails to you. Happy Trails to you. Happy